Thanks for listening to the Passion Daily Podcast. Today's short scripture reflection comes from Pastor Grant Partrick. And what we're talking about today, when we talk about living a winsome life, when we talk about the idea that we are God's plan A to reach the city and the world. For most of us, we're all familiar of what it feels like to know that and accept that and acknowledge that and to just keep doing laps. (laughs) I don't know how this is gonna go. This could be awkward. What if I talk to that guy at my work and, and it's awkward? Then we like kind of ruin our whole relationship. I'm just not gonna say anything. I'm just gonna do another lap. I'm just gonna do another year long lap without ever leveraging this relationship for something that matters. And what I learned is this, if you believe that the potential of the reward is worth it, you will endure the risk. You will endure any risk if you believe that the reward is worth it. And I want to call all of us up today to the greatest reward there ever has been, which is heaven multiplying and heaven becoming more populated because of the lives we live on planet earth. And I want us to be inspired today by the apostle Paul, who's the most boss Christian who has ever lived. Amen. We don't give this guy enough credit. We're going to be in first Corinthians chapter nine. I'm going to take a risk because it's the 1145. And the only person here that's going to tell me when I've talked for too long is my wife. But I would like to try to read almost a whole chapter of scripture and do a Bible study. Anybody up for that? Okay, 1 Corinthians chapter 9. I'll pick up in verse 1. Get comfortable. It says this, Paul writing, Am I not free? Am I not an apostle? Now let me just set the backstory of where chapters 1 through 8 have been. Paul, he's writing to the church in Corinth, and conflict has risen up in the church of Corinth, and it's all been based on who are our leaders, and are they actual tested, tried, and true leaders? So some people are saying, I follow Cephas, and some people are saying, I follow Apollos, and some people are saying, I follow Paul, and I follow this person, and that person, and all this conflict has risen up up as to like, who are we actually supposed to follow and how do we know who's legit? And so Paul is writing, this chapter is a defense of his position to the church saying, I am an apostle, not by my own choosing, but because Jesus Christ has put that on my life. So this is the heart behind what Paul is writing. He says, am I not free? Am I not an apostle? Have I not seen with my own eyes, Jesus our Lord. Are you not the result of my work in the Lord? Even though I may not be an apostle to others, so some people are saying, you're not one of the 12, so you're not one of the apostles. Even though some people are saying that, surely I am to you, for you are the seal of my apostleship in the Lord. Verse three, this is my defense to those who sit in judgment on me. Don't we have the right to food and drink? 
Don't we have the right to take a believing wife along with us as do the other apostles and the Lord's brothers and Cephas? Okay, so what's happening here is Paul is explaining that he is a true apostle and with true apostleship comes certain rights that all the other apostles are taking advantage of. And Paul is saying, I have every single right to have everything that they have because I too am a disciple. That's what he's saying here. Or is it only me and Barnabas who lack the right to not work for a living? The root of this right is that the funding of his ministry would come from the church in Corinth. So Paul is saying, hey, all of the other, all of the other apostles, they're funding, how they're doing what they're doing is all being funded by the church. But now because there's conflict around whether I'm a true apostle or not, you're saying to me, should he receive funds from the church or not? And Paul is defending his position and saying, hey, I have every single right to do that. Verse seven, who serves as a soldier at his own expense? Who plants a vineyard and does not eat its grapes? who tends a flock and does not drink the milk. Do I say this merely on human authority? Doesn't the law say the exact same thing? For it's written in the law of Moses, do not muzzle an ox while it's treading out the grain. Is that about an oxen that God is concerned? Surely he says this for us, doesn't he? Yes, this was written for us because whoever plows and threshes should be able to do so in the hope of sharing in the harvest. Again, all this, his defense. If we have sown spiritual seed among you, is it too much if we reap a material harvest from you? If others have this right of support from you, shouldn't we have it all the more? So you kind of get the feeling of what Paul's rising up and saying here, but then listen to this next verse. But we did not use this right. On the contrary, we put up with anything rather than hinder the gospel. So here's what Paul's saying. Paul is saying in his ministry, which is amazing, the proclamation of the gospel, he is planning churches all over the world. And he's saying, hey, I have every single right for the church to be the one who is funding my mission here, but I never once exercised that right. Why? Because it wasn't a right of mine? No, I laid down my right to be right so that I could instead be light. And so there's conflict around whether I'm an apostle or not. And if there's conflict around that, I'm not gonna take a penny from the church, even though I could because I'm apostle, I'm gonna lay that down. I'm actually gonna work as a tent maker and get my hands all jacked up and my back's going to be all jacked up. Why? Because if, if me taking money from the church is going to cause conflict in the church and confusion in the church and is going to sidetrack my mission on planet earth, which is the people in Corinth coming to life in Jesus, I'll never take a dime. Even though I am entitled to it, I deserve it. I have every right to do that. I will never take a dime. This is Paul's heart. Pretty amazing, isn't it? He says, don't you know that those who serve in the temple get their food from the temple and that those who serve at the altar share in what is offered on the altar? In the same way, the Lord has commanded that those who preach the gospel should receive their living from the gospel. Verse 15, but I have not used any of these rights 
And I am not writing this in hope that you would do such things for me. So he's going, hey, this isn't a guilt trip. I'm not telling all of you people now in Corinth, I have every right for you to fund my mission like all these other apostles. Now here comes this bucket and put your money in there. You go, no, I don't want any money from you. That isn't the point of me telling you this. I'm more so telling you this to bring validity to my message and to the evangelization of Corinth. In the same way, Uh, Jumping just down, verse 16. For when I preach the gospel, I cannot boast because I am compelled to preach. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. If I preach voluntarily, I have a reward. If not voluntarily, I am simply discharging the trust committed to me. What then is my reward? Just this, that in preaching the gospel, I may offer it free of charge and so not make full use of my rights as a preacher of the gospel. See, in our context right now, everybody knows what right I have. I have the right to do this. I deserve that. I've earned this. I have the right to do this. And Paul is saying, hey, on a way bigger level, I have the right to do all of that. And I deserve all of that, but I will not take advantage of all that if it costs me what I want most, which is this city coming to life in Jesus. I'll lay every, even if it means I gotta work 10 times as hard, even if it means I gotta be up all night preaching the gospel and then up early the next morning making tents so I can get more money so I can preach the gospel. If that's the way I have to do it to keep the message, the message, to keep the main point, the main point, then here we go. His life was so clear. His mission was so evident and he wasn't willing to let anything sidetrack him from what God had called him to do. Thanks for listening to today's Passion Daily Podcast. For full messages, live gatherings, and worship videos, check out our YouTube channel and subscribe at youtube.com slash passioncitychurch1.